Welcome to the Shed the Shame podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Whitens, online women's mental and emotional wellness coach, educator, and mental health advocate. My mission is to create and embrace a new norm of processing emotions and healing trauma. This will allow us to collectively shed the shame, guilt, and stigmas around mental health, emotional well-being, and self-care. It's long overdue for society to empower women to shamelessly focus on their own health and wellness so they can self-heal and in turn model that healing in their relationships and especially for their children. This podcast is a place for inspiration, education, and tools on how to confidently break the societal patterns that keep us stuck, unhappy, and unfulfilled in life. It's time to start creating the healthy and happy life you've always dreamed of. Together, we can do this one episode at a time. So without further ado, let's dive right in and shed the shame. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Shed the Shame. Oh, today's episode kind of piggybacks on last week's episode, which was about secrets so last week was about how holding on to your secrets is killing you it's not doing you any good your secrets are holding you hostage right and so i gave some advice on what you can do about that hopefully you listen to it And this week I want to talk about something a little bit similar, but this is self-denial. And self-denial is is different than secrets because self-denial is, well, first of all, self-denial is a coping mechanism. Yeah, you're trying to protect yourself, but in the long run, you're just hurting yourself over and over and over again. And self-denial is different than holding on to these secrets because self-denial is not even recognizing those secrets. Self-denial is kind of what happens before you recognize you have a secret that you feel bad about. Self-denial is is when you try to make things better by saying they didn't really happen. And you might actually believe that. You know, there have been some things in my life that I completely didn't recognize was devastating to me until I worked with a therapist and I would tell some of these stories and, and as it's coming out of my mouth to someone who wasn't there, you know, isn't from where I'm from or doesn't know my family, I'm thinking, okay, this maybe sounds not right but it's just out of context. Like they don't know the inner situation. And the reality was that no, I was just in denial about how screwed up some things were in my life. And I had been telling myself that it was normal and I was normal and everything was peachy keen and that there was nothing to worry about. And so that's what self-denial is. Self-denial is also taking on things that aren't yours and making it your responsibility to maybe fix them or make them better 
and it's not your responsibility. You are denying yourself and your needs and really what you're actually responsible for, which is not that other person, right? And it's so hard to recognize some of these things and you likely won't until you work with somebody. And so I implore you to not wait until you're feeling like total shit like I did. Like I was having panic attacks and chest pain and I had been in the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. And when in fact it was like severe anxiety disorder where I was holding on, like there was just so much shit that I had been holding on to and I didn't even realize it because I was just doing what I was programmed and conditioned and taught to do, which was be tough and deal with it, right? And I thought I was doing a good job of that. Don't wait like that. No, don't do that. I don't care if you think you have all your eggs in a row and everything is awesome. I like, I'm doing the best I have, you know, mentally and emotionally ever in my life. And I see a therapist now, even with everything that I know and everything I've healed and gone through and how I've grown, like this might even be one of the best times for me to be seeing a therapist because it keeps me honest. It keeps me in that discussion and it empowers me to continue to work on myself and heal and see the things that maybe I've been blind to and that I don't know that I'm blind to. And maybe I'm still dealing with some self-denial. I think everyone absolutely is. And, you know, those are things that I continuously want to improve because I want to be the happiest I can be. I want to live the best life that I can. Why would I be here and be complacent and be okay with being miserable? And to that point, a lot of us don't know how miserable we actually are because it's our normal. So a lot of the clients that I work with, and this has happened to me too, like I didn't know how much anxiety I was dealing with every day of my life until I started to heal it and started to feel better. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even know I was feeling so shitty. I've talked about that in in past episodes. And so it's like, it's like you ever see those videos of people who are colorblind and then they, they put on those glasses that help you see color and it's like a whole new world and they're like, oh my gosh. And they're crying and they're emotional because they just, they didn't even know what they were missing until they were exposed to it. And they were like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. So much more beautiful than I thought it ever could be. That's what it's like when you start to heal and recognize the things that you've been missing, it opens up a whole new beautiful life for you. But you have to be willing to see what you've been blind to, to see what's been right in front of your face this entire time, but you couldn't see it. And it's difficult 
And sometimes it's really hard to get through that process and be honest, honest with yourself and honest with your past and really look at things for how they are. It's hard because you've been protecting yourself from those uncomfortable feelings for a long time. The thing is, once you give yourself permission to face that and you give yourself permission to feel the way you actually feel, that is when it's like putting those glasses on and seeing color for the first time. Because it releases it releases just that cloak of, of ickiness that you didn't even know was there. And it's so refreshing. And I might add, it's completely freeing. Like when you go through this process, sure, it's difficult, but so is holding on to some of this stuff until the point you have a, you know, you feel like you're having a heart attack. Don't get to that point like I did. Do your due diligence for yourself and start the work. I don't care who you are. You need to consistently be doing the work, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you too. There's so much good that can come from healing and that liberation i think that's what most of us are seeking okay because we feel like we're in this um purgatory where things are just the same and it's hard to look up you know look forward to things because we just feel blah every single day. But I do want to state that, you know, like maybe 10 years ago, I was completely numb. I was, com and when I, when I say that, I mean like I, that's that self-denial. I was completely numb and pushing everything down and I was so good at it. I didn't even know I was doing it. And so the practice that I think is the most powerful and part of the, you know, five-step process that I take my clients through is awareness. Okay. When you can start practicing awareness in a few different realms, you know, we've got physical awareness and we've got mental awareness, emotional awareness, spiritual awareness. There's all different levels of awareness. But when you start practicing awareness of really being able to look at how you look at yourself, you know, think about how you think, right? It's kind of confusing, but it's a thing. Like take a step back and look at yourself from the outside, but then take another step back and look at how you look at yourself. Do you look at yourself with judgment? Do you look at yourself with negativity? Do you tend to view yourself as unworthy or not good enough? Do you look at yourself as an imposter? Do you suffer from imposter syndrome? 
Do you judge yourself too harshly? Like think about how you would view someone else and compare that how you would view yourself. So that awareness, that like two step away awareness and looking at how you view yourself, how you judge yourself, how you think about yourself. That is going to be a key factor in your healing process. Because if you continually self-deny, if you're in this cycle of denying your emotions, denying your experiences, denying your past, denying your coping mechanisms, denying your self-sabotaging patterns, if you continue to do that, you're never going to get where you want to be or reach that level of freedom and liberation that you so badly seek, right? I just want to feel unburdened. I want to feel good about myself. I want to feel self-confident. I want to feel free. I want to feel, you know, shame and guilt all the time. Well, that's where freedom, like you have to think about what you think, how you think about yourself. And then you have to give yourself permission to view yourself differently, to start lifting yourself up, start practicing powerful affirmations every day to lift yourself up. And, you know, affirmations, I understand can be really difficult for some people. Like I am strong. I am powerful. I am smart. I am whatever. Right. A lot of people have a hard time with that because they don't believe them. So they feel like a phony saying them right? And if that's the case, then you have to find, I was just working with a client the other day, actually. And, you know, she was saying how affirmations are hard for her. And so we figured out a new way to do affirmations that worked for her. And so that involved coming from a different angle and looking at things differently. So sometimes you got to think outside the box. And I mean, that's part of what I do when I work with my clients. If you need help with that, if you want to practice affirmations and know how powerful they are, but you struggle with them, reach out to me. We can figure that out together. I can help you with that. But take a look at maybe your intention right? Like, what is your intention for the affirmation? Well, I want to feel better about myself. I want to feel more confident. I want to feel good and empowered or whatever it is. Then go about the affirmation and come from an area where you already feel that way. Or look at something from your past that you've already experienced or an event or a thing you've already done that you felt that way about and use that as a trigger to turn that emotion on for yourself. That is a hack I use with my clients and myself when I want to feel a certain way and reassure myself, you know? So if it's courage you're looking for, think about a time you were courageous get into the feeling of it, 
go back to where you were, what you were doing, a whole bit. See it in your head and embody that feeling right at the peak. And you can bring it back anytime you want, anytime you need. How powerful is that? That way you can build that self-confidence up piece by piece. And you're not denying yourself any longer that you aren't confident or you aren't courageous because you have evidence. You were in the past. You can grab that and go back to that anytime. That's a part of you. That's who a part of who you are and how you've behaved and what you've done. Evidence is so powerful, right? So use that to validate instead of deny. Because when you continue that cycle of self-denial, it can be absolutely devastating to your mental health, your emotional health, even your physical health, because that, that stuff that stays stuck inside you, even the stuff you're not aware of, it's a part of your whole, your whole being. And it can make you sick from the inside out. Like in my history, my past trauma, I was in self-denial about that forever. When it was happening, after it happened, and it literally made me sick. I ended up in the hospital thinking I was having a heart attack. Don't get to that place. Start to recognize and practice awareness of what you're feeling and experiencing, and especially try to do it in the moment. I know that's hard to do a lot of times because you're at work or you know, you're in public or at a function, whatever. But you have to provide yourself the space and the time to feel your emotions, to experience feeling your emotions. You can say, I'm angry and put up a wall and pretend to be pissed off because that's what you've been programmed to do. That's your coping mechanism for handling something you don't like. But maybe in reality, it's not anger. You're denying that you're hurt. You're denying that you're scared. You're denying that you feel betrayed. That's some shit right there. You have to start getting real with yourself and having awareness of what it is you're actually experiencing on that emotional spectrum. And if you're anything like me, when I first started doing this work, I had to have a list of emotions in front of me in order to help me identify what it was I was truly feeling. Because I was so programmed to deny it. It was so programmed to get angry instead of actually feel scared or actually feel vulnerable or actually feel sad. I wasn't programmed to feel sad. I was programmed to feel mad. But that was just a coping mechanism. That was just a wall I was putting up in front to look tough, to seem tough, to trick my mind and my body into thinking 
that we're handling this. This shit ain't got nothing on us. We got this. This is no problem because I'm tough. Nothing can get at me. That's a very fucking dangerous game to play with yourself. Because you are denying your actual emotional experience. You are lying to yourself. But that's the thing. When you don't know any better because you've been programmed to respond in that way in the face of stress or trauma or, you know, whatever, you might think that you are strong. And you are. But your body's like, well, wait a minute. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, this isn't matching, right? What you're truly feeling isn't matching. And so your body can get confused in that. And then your nervous system suffers and your stress levels increase. Your serotonin and your dopamine decrease because everything's all mixed up and jumbled up and confused. So that awareness piece, huge, huge part of my process that I go through with my clients. I highly recommend learning about self-awareness however you can whether it's through me or my content or this podcast or working with somebody, even if it's not me, it's so powerful to be able to identify and claim what truly has been going on for you so you can actually heal and become free. Like, you're the only one who has the key to unlock yourself from this prison. A prison you don't even know you're in. It's like when people talk about life being a simulation or, or like the matrix, right? Like we're just living life and we don't even know what is actually going on. That's what self-denial is. You have to become aware of what's actually going on within you to truly heal and free yourself. If you want more ideas and more ways to explore this healing process with me, please come find me. Shoot me a message on Instagram at Jen Whitens or on Facebook, Jenny Whitens. I'd be happy to chit chat with you and explore what's right for you. Thanks for tuning in this week. I really hope that was helpful for you guys out there and that can help some of you start experiencing the healing effects of a practicing awareness so that you can experience freedom and liberation in your life. All right, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Shed the Shame. If you liked what you heard today, I'd love if you subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please share it with anyone that you think it would resonate with. 
If you feel so inspired to, please leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode on Facebook or Instagram. I greatly, greatly appreciate your love and support.